Welcome, guys. It's season two of In Her Purpose Show. And this is a platform where we feature female game changers who have paved the way on succeeding their goals to inspire at the same time. I am your host, Mafe Yunan Velasco, and this show is very close to my heart because I am able to learn and grow weekly with two amazing women who are the founders and owners of In Her Purpose, book and company. So I'm honored to share with you guys and introduce them to you right now. So let's start with Jen Redondo Marquez, who is a game changer herself, working in the tech world and serving as a mentor of, with Collective Hustle and FASTA, Filipino-Americans in Silicon Valley Tech. And Rose Buado, mother of two, a businesswoman, mentor to young women entrepreneurs and an inspirational speaker, and of course, the manager of the Philharmonic. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hi, Jen. Hi, Rose. Happy New Year. Congrats. Can you believe it's season two already? No. No. Yes. <laughs> well, anyways, you know, we have an amazing guest today, and I'm so honored to introduce her. So let me do that real quick before we bring her up. So today we have Raquel Quinette Kuchon. Raquel is a highly sought after business coach, real estate industry leader, entrepreneur, and investor who has mastered the art of building and scaling successful companies across aspects of the wider real estate ecosystem. From co-owning real estate and mortgage companies to creating top performing teams, she's helped thousands of clients buy, sell, and invest over 23 markets. Wow. As a business strategist, she's, she's had a successful track record of helping entrepreneurs achieve record-breaking revenue goals, including seven figures in a month. With other 20 years of business experience and passion to impact more women, she created Found Her Collective, where she gives ambitious women, entrepreneurs, and community where they can connect grow and thrive. Today, she enjoys coaching and consulting entrepreneurs to the multiple six, seven, and eight figure mark. So Jenna Rose, are you ready to meet this amazing woman who's gonna help us achieve our billion dollar mark? <laughs> so, seven figures, So without further ado, let's welcome Raquel Kunet. Hi Raquel, great to meet Hi. you. Welcome. Hello. Here with all of you wonderful ladies. Thanks for joining us. We are super excited to have you on IHP Live. So um, can you please share with our audience who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today? Who oh is Raquel? Okay, so thank you for having me on here. I'm so excited for this community. I love this community. I am a wife, first of all, a mother of two active, very active boys, a business coach for high achievers, 
And I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I'm involved in multiple businesses and projects. And I would say my journey has been a really long journey of how I got here today. So I just didn't know how much in depth or where you guys wanted me to start when it comes to my journey. Gosh, I mean, I don't, I don't think everyone's read your chapter, but I mean, as far back as, as in high school, even, I mean, the stuff that you were doing back then, like mm -hmm. the, 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 the boss lady that you already knew that you were going to be. Oh my gosh. Okay. So high school, James Logan high school out of city, my hometown, the town that I have like so much love for. Um, yeah. So, you know, doing this book with you guys, I, brought me back all the way there. And I had just been a rebel at heart. I didn't follow the whole Asian path, I would say of, you know, go to go. I think I actually fought my parents um, when it came to going to college, right? They were so disappointed that I didn't want to apply to all these colleges, you know, having the grades that I had, being active in student government, active in sports. I decided to go the business route at such an early age, got into cell phone sales, um, you know, negotiated my way out to just having two classes my senior year because I was going to graduate early, but I wanted to graduate with my friends and then got my high school counselor to actually apply um, on the spot admission at South State Hayward because I didn't want to apply to any colleges. So from there, I um, while I was in college, I was learning about business. I was actually learning about business probably in high school. I just knew when my parents had owned a video store out in Union City that I, no matter what, did not want to go into the hospital field. Like my mother, who was a nurse, and some of my aunts, I just did not like blood. I did not like, you know, I love taking care of people. I just didn't want to be in that, yes, you know, environment. Um, it, I just knew that that was not my path. But I just remember when my dad um, owned his business, he had a briefcase and I would like pretend and carry that briefcase around. <laughs> and I would act like I owned the store, not him. So, you know, I just knew from early on that I knew that the business world was gonna be my world because I was fascinated by it. Um, and I got into real estate. I started in real estate in Union City, I built a business out there for eight years, owned a mortgage company out in Fremont. And then, you know, I sold that uh, with a three-year buyout when I moved out to Arizona and I'm now in Scottsdale. So in, throughout all those journeys, there's definitely highs and lows, you know, real estate investor, um, you know, lots of, uh, you know, going through a recession, losing it all, and then building it back up. And then, you know, last year we had that pandemic so the person that like recreates or the person that hasn't found themselves or that is multi-passionate, I'm that person that has just pivoted and pivoted and pivoted throughout the years. So what would you say throughout your career? What's, what's served as your inspiration, you know, throughout your career up until now? You know, I think it stemmed from poverty, probably, and seeing that at such an early age, going back home, you know, when it's one thing when your parents say, you know, we did that when we were young, and we only had like one pair of shoes for the whole school year. And or we only had like, you guys are so lucky in America that you guys have X, Y, and Z. You didn't believe it until you saw it, right? And so I went back home at the age of 10 with my grandparents to the Philippines and seeing my cousins in poverty or seeing them in like not so great houses probably was my inspiration early on mm -hmm. to, you know, saying that there is another, like there's a reason why they left this homeland 
to come to the U.S. as immigrants, to leave some of their family members behind. And that to me, like, felt like what I am, why I'm here in the U.S. is like, there's lots of opportunities and I need to take advantage of it because not everybody has that opportunity. Then when you go and travel to Mexico and you see kids on the streets, you know, it's, you, you feel for their environment, but it really hits home when you actually see your own member, own family members, like not have all the things that they need, even ba basic necessities. Yeah, I, I remember that as a kid, you know, when I went to go visit my mom's province growing up, they didn't even have running water and we had to go walk to the well, pump the water from the well. Before you know it, my bucket was like half empty, right? Yeah. And not knowing that that was the water that I was supposed to take a bath with, with bath with a like tabo. Tabo. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> and yeah. it was cold, you know, cold water. And so just like things like that. I was like having done that at such a young age to see like this is how our parents grew up and a lot of things that we take for granted when we turn on our water faucets, like there's warm water and yeah. you could drink from it, which I'll, I never ever took for granted, but I would not have known that had I not left yeah. and went somewhere else, right? Yeah, I'll never complain how long it takes for the warm water to come <laughs> out of the shower because I remember going into the Philippines, there was like this plug that they would put in the water to warm the water and you would actually take a tabo and like take a shower. And I was like, this is so crazy that it's like yeah. this here and they live like this every day. And here I am complaining about like the water's not hot enough and it's taking too long, you know, especially in the winter. Yeah, and we, we talk about how long ago this was, but it's actually still happening now. Because yeah. I, um, I, I, I believe I, the first time I went to the Philippines was when I was five, when I was five. But, you know, at that time, I, I didn't really know what was, you know, different or not. Mm -hmm. But when I did go there at just a few years ago, that's when I noticed, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, this, this is real. Everything <laughs> my parents talked about back then about how lucky we are, right, Raquel? It's mm -hmm. all real. So it, 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 uh, it definitely touches my heart. And that's why like, I want to like do so many things for the future just to help you know everybody out there too. But yeah, it's, I totally get it. It's probably the reason why I have a lot of team members now um, where, that are in the Philippines because I do have that heart and I do want to change lives. And so a lot of my virtual assistants and a lot of people on our team actually are remote in the Philippines. Um, awesome. And and I know Jen, you asked me about like what inspired me. I think like that was the start of it. And obviously my parents, you know, were a big inspiration. And then my aunt and my grandmas, I, you know, growing up, they just made hustle what I before I even knew the word side hustle, right? Like my grandma was selling tamales and she was sewing, you know, for the neighbors and like not even speaking English. But they just found a way to always make money. And my aunts, too. You know, they always found a way to, like, you know, make lumpia or, you know, some kind of dessert and sell it on the weekends while they were, like, be working and taking orders at their jobs. So I think that, like, spearheaded a lot of my business, um, you know, opportunities or just saw what they could do and, like, make the most out of their opportunities. And I always – and they always told me that, you know, it's – you know, you're never short of opportunities here in America. 
and mm-hmm. you can make you know lemonade with lemons, right? So like it's what you do with with with, with your hours. How did you pick real estate as like the first um, landing spot for your career? Um, how I picked it was an infomercial, to be quite honest, it was by accident. Um, so my older brother was watching Carlton sheets. Um, and it was like how to invest with no money down. So then I felt like I was too young and I wanted to get my real estate license to be more knowledgeable so that people could trust me with like investing their money to go buy houses. And then that landed me. I didn't know when I passed the test that every broker in town was going to hire you. Um, And because you had to hang your license to be an active real estate agent. So that's kind of what started the path of real estate. And a year later, I um, had some sales and I really liked it. And then I started investing. And then I went from part-time to full-time and then the rest is history. Awesome. So what are your current goals? What are you currently working on? What upcoming projects do you have? How long do we have? <laughs> we, we have like 45 minutes to an hour. So, you know. Right. No, I, no. Um, well, as far as 2021, I feel like I've, you know, came off to a slow start because I was just ill getting over a, like a nasty virus. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's only January 15th. So I always tell clients that are feeling anxious, especially at this time of like, I'm not hitting my my goals and it's only like January 15th or I want to give up on my goals. Just like, you know, the, like your health journey. I would say it's not how you start. It's always how you finish. So some of the things that I'm working on this year are like a few things. As always, I'm always like I'm working on multiple projects. And one of my things is to launch a group coaching or mentorship or business mentorship for female entrepreneurs, for high achieving female entrepreneurs, and a platform for women entrepreneurs, which is going to be called Founder Collective. So we actually took Superwoman Tribe, we pivoted. And one of the things in this online space, as I got into it last year during the pandemic and started learning about this online space, is I was so frustrated that I would go on social media, try to find a social media manager, let's say, for example, or a photographer or a business coach. And I didn't know like how credible they were. And we never had that in the real estate industry. We always had like Zillow or we had like Redfin or people always knew and could like Google you to see your experience, to see where you've been featured in or to see how many homes you've sold. Like the data was always there, but I never found that on IG. So I said, what would it look like if we could take a platform, like a search directory for female entrepreneurs and um, they could also be a community where they could teach, get their business out there. And then behind their, you know, profile or their bio or whatever, they've got like ratings or testimonials or like they could showcase their work. So I felt like it was a Google search engine with a Facebook added component of community and a fiber all in one. And so we just hired a team of developers to help build that. And we're hoping to launch that this year. And then a real estate mastermind because I have a heart for that industry. I wanted to create one for teams because there's not a lot of coaches out there that have built teams. So it's for mega teams that want to accelerate their growth. And I'm super excited about it. That's wow. very cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's what? That is a lot, but it is so 
and it's so interesting. Yeah. It, uh, let's let's see what happens in 2021. But those are some of the things that I'm currently working on. For sure. Um, so I remember in the book, um, we, let's go back to like the um, your real estate like, and how you got started. I remember in, in your chapter how you talk about how there was a lady there that wasn't like that told you like, oh, you're too young. You're not going to um, you're not. I, I think it was like you're not going to make it or you're not going to make it here. And then you ended up like succeeding and then getting like your own, your, starting your own business on it. So I just wanted to tell you that was really cool. Like when I read that, I was really inspired. I was like, because there's a lot of people out there that will like shut you down and tell you like, no, you can't. But you as, you know, because of who you are, um, you were able to get over that hump and then actually become who you are today. So I just wanted to bring yeah. that up. <laughs> for that. Yeah, no, there's a lot of, things and I think today it's a little bit more where you start to doubt yourself you have imposter syndrome because of social media you know but like never I would say like never get it twisted because I you know for sure it felt terrible right like you doubted yourself you cried you know and go, am I really cut out for this why would she say something like that right does she see something that I don't see and I think that you know after sitting in it for a while you somehow go you know what I and I had already been, you know, told from my own parents. So I'm like, what is what does she have to say versus my parents who said that like nobody in real estate will ever like has that we know has ever made it. So what makes you think that you want to quit college to go in there? So I thought me being a more of a disappointment to them mattered. So I did everything that I could and had this chip on my shoulder to succeed, um, regardless of you know what anybody else said. Yes, that's that's such an empowering story recall and I'm glad that you you mentioned it because um, a lot of people right now are still going through stuff like that and you know it's, I feel like it's our job or our um, role to let people know that they're not alone either. So, Absolutely and I yeah, still go through it today right like you still have doubts you get into some of these rooms and you know or you're in these masterminds or you're networking with people and you're like you know you start to doubt yourself a lot you know, and I'd be lying to you if I if I didn't say that I didn't have imposter syndrome today, right? Mm -hmm. But you've got to just fight through it. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So Raquel, about your personal life, I know you have two sons, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have two sons, um, you're a mom of two. So um, I'm sure you're so busy with them and as well as work. What else do you do aside from being a mom and work? Oh, well, today is a little bit different because of COVID, right? And this pandemic and things kind of sort of being shut down. I don't travel as much. Um, I'm not on the on, on the road as much. And but they are and they're not on the road as much either because they both play um, year round basketball. And so a lot of my time is actually just taken up from like work and being a homeschool teacher who, you know, we've learned as moms, we've learned how to do that today. And then driving them from practices and trainings because even though they're homeschooled or they have flexible hours, my oldest one has trainings now at 10 instead of, you know, at a set time after three, right? Mm -hmm. So that becomes a little bit different. 
Um, other than that, I love to network just like we're doing today. I love to show up and support communities. Um, and networking just looks a little bit different. It's online. But what's really cool is that, like, we obviously have a big reach. I mean, we have somebody in Australia, right? Or, you know, we probably have people listening from all over the world. So I think it's just amazing to know that technology can connect us when it, it, when it can work, of course, right, um, throughout the whole world. Yes. Very true, very true. Uh, okay, so what do you believe is your purpose and what does living in your purpose look like for you? Gosh, you guys say, ask some <laughs> questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's interesting because I, you think, you know, as you go through life, you, you start to question yourself as you get through different series of like success or failures of like, what is my true purpose? What is my true purpose? And, you know, after looking back at all of my ups and downs, I believe that my true purpose, you know, is to create generational impact. And it starts with leading yourself and then raising my two sons to be amazing humans, you know, so that they could take their gifts in the world and create a ripple effect you know, and then the people around me to make sure that I create impact for them. And because here's the thing, we all can have goals and we all can make money and we all could do all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed or when somebody is talking about you on your funeral, it's the relationships that matter. It's the impact that you've made. And legacy will far carry before, um, out more so than any other things that you've accomplished. I mean, let's take, for example, Kobe Bryant, right? I mean, what a tragedy for him and Gigi this year, but like his legacy is still living. And you actually, I learned more about him after his death than when he was alive. Like all the other things that he did besides basketball. Right. I know, so sad. He was just getting started too. Mm -hmm. Yes, even like his daughter, I felt was just getting started, yeah. you know, and it was very, very fortunate. And we were very close to it being in the basketball community, having my kids and, and having my son be exactly Gigi's age and playing in the same circuit. It was, you know, a huge, huge thing. I think we all felt in the basketball community around the world, but, you know, we felt it because we would travel. So we understood when they got on a helicopter to go mm -hmm. to the Mamba Center. We understood that because we would travel every weekend to different states for different games. Yeah. But I would say living in your purpose is really just being in your joy zone. It's waking up knowing that you're going to create impact and that you're doing everything that gets built to your legacy because again, that's gonna live after you're even gone. Right, right. And that's like part of the reason too why we wanted to write this book because we saw that you know the challenge was there weren't any books on Asian women who are actually doing great in what they love doing, right? Um, what we found on in Google was a book about how to marry Asian women. And we're like, wait a second, that is not, we're not gonna you know, leave this world with a book like that <laughs> on the shelf. So, so we totally understand. I'm um, so glad you guys did that. You know, I actually just not too long ago, I think I was on the on a live with Jen and I Googled, you know, Asian women. There was still is not a lot, you know, mm -hmm. out there. So I'm so glad In Her Purpose came out because even in the Asian community, there's just not a lot of female, um, you know, mentors and models that 
have come publicly. There's a lot of talent, I would say, yeah. out in the world. And you guys have a lot of them in your book, but there's just not a lot of articles or a lot of things that you can search for somebody. So I'm so glad you guys did it. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's just the beginning. So we wanna do a lot more because we need a lot of uh, books out there. It's, it's better though, since two years ago, we've only found one, but now like there's like slowly things are coming up. So but, good. Yeah. Yeah. So Raquel, as a leader, what are the three pieces of wisdom you can give to young folks who want to follow your footsteps? Hmm. First of all, I would say um, create other, create your own journey and never compare your journey to somebody else's. We've all heard it, like never compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 10, right? So if you have an idea, and I always say if, it, if you have the vision in you, it's for you. So just never be afraid to take risk because nothing substitutes um, experience. That's right. one. Number two, I would say is your environment matters. Who you listen to matters. And I'm so glad that there's podcasts, there's access to like social media. You could learn about things more so than back in the days. I don't know if you guys remember, I think you guys are too young, but encyclopedias or, you know, you had to go to the library. Oh, I have those. <laughs> what was that? What'd you oh. say? have the same encyclopedias like in our shelf. So, like, yeah, and your parents like made payments on it and it was like, don't touch it. I'm like, well, how do you, you know, like put it back. <laughs> what is it for? Is it for decoration or is it for like us to read and copy and highlight, you know, <laughs> or put like post it, you know? And so I think that's just so interesting. But I say your environment matters. Your environment matters. Who you listen to matters. You know, find mentors and, you know, find coaches. Like even some of the people in this book, they're so easily accessible if you send them a DM or if you get attached to this community and plug into this community, right? There are people out there and they are going to stretch you and help you grow. So find that coach, find that mentor, even if it's not a solid like uh, contract that you're working with them day to day, you can find mentors and th them not even know that they're your mentors, but you've inspired them, right? And then I would say that number three is like whatever you're consuming, because there's a lot of us that keep scrolling and consuming and learning all these different things and going to these different workshops is take action, even if it's messy action, because nothing is ever going to be perfect. You're never going to be fully ready. So just go for it and take messy action. You'll learn along the way. And, you know, remember, like, whatever you do, even if it's messy, you might have inspired somebody else. And at the end of the day, it's like, what do you truly want to be known for? Very good. Those are all great, um, you know, great advice on how to, on, on just for any woman to, you know, step into what they want to do. Um, it's funny. I always tell, I always tell people exactly what you said. For um, if it's not, if it's in your heart, it's it's for you. I always tell people like if it's in your heart, if it's in your mind, that's what you're supposed to do. And if you don't do it, the people that need it are not going to get it. <laughs> yes. And like I said, like sometimes like we as women, we get, um, you know, we have this like jealousy and I'm about co-collaboration. I'm about collaboration over competition. And instead of looking at, at like look at her or look what she's done is 
you know what, thank them, be grateful for them because they've paid the way and opened doors for you to say, see what's possible. And that goes for like all mentors. Yes, yes. very cool. Um, is there any, I wanna know what challenges did you go through to get to where you're at right now? Like just tell like one of the biggest ones and how you overcame it. Oh, there's a lot, definitely a lot of challenges. And I would say being a minority, being young, you know, not looking young, you know, people didn't always respect me, like, go, you know, in the business or in the industry. So that was, you know, one of my challenges. And, um, and another challenge is, is like, when you've reached the top, you can lose it all. You know, there's a reason why businesses there's a reason why businesses go bankrupt, but it's like, again, it's how you get back up. Don't judge me for my falls, but judge me on how I kept going. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Did I answer your question, Rose? I'm like, what was your question again? Oh, Something about challenges. Challenges. Yeah, I mean, there's like, especially all the women in our book, everybody had a challenge and they were, and it, it was, they were all different challenges. Um, and we just wanna be able to provide or let other women know that everybody will have different challenges, but they just have to persevere. They have to get right back up and they have to do do what, what it is that they're meant to do. Um, we shouldn't let fear scare them or, you know, just do it, right? <laughs> remember well, you the mindset alone, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say, Jen, about mindset? Oh, I mean, I mean, it, it, a lot of it is is your mindset, and goes back to what you were saying, like who you listen to, who you're around, what you're reading, and so mm -hmm. I think it all has it. It has a lot to do with that as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always tell people that transformation never happens in isolation. So gather your tribe, gather your people find you know who you connect with find communities like like this because you will you will connect with other people and they will make you think differently mm -hmm. yeah that's really good um it's the don't be in this or what's that that saying about being in the same room make sure you're in the you're make sure you're in the room um with like-minded people i probably totally messed that one up uh, but it might be the one where um don't be in the same room with you're the smartest one there. <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's about like if you're the smartest one in the room, you're the you're in the wrong room. Yes, there you go, there you go. So always collab, be, be around people. <laughs> I love it. Ways that you unplug and find balance for yourself. Okay. Um, so I used to think that there was a thing called balance, but after running multiple companies at once and after running teams and after being in different time zones, you know, I found that balance to me was a lie. And I think you're just in different season. I come now in the world of integration um, and I find ways to integrate things. I find, I definitely have boundaries, but you know, to have this like perfect balance, I think is a myth. I think it's all on how you integrate it. So for example, like if we're all at home and I'm on the, I'm in my office working, the kids know, um, but when my door is open, but they, but we all can do things together. Sometimes they're, they plug into some of my work 
environments today, right? Or when we're doing sports, it's like, how do we have fun right after? And how do we make this an experience? So I would say, you know, self-care for sure. Like if I was to say like, where do I unplug? I would say self-care. Sometimes I just need to get away. Sometimes it's a, it's a bath. Sometimes it's a pedicure. Sometimes it's a massage, you know, and sometimes it's, it's to just hang out with girlfriends, you know, and have a drink or two or have lunch. But you definitely have to not, I just know that there are seasons where I know that I've got to get certain projects out and I know I'm going to grind it out, but I'm going to take a vacation right after yeah. because i got to unplug. Yeah, that's a good one. I need, a, I need to listen to that. <laughs> you know you're gonna like really like go you know hard on like the project like, make sure you have the scheduled right after it we have, yeah. nowhere, we have nowhere to go right now though my vacation will be in my room <laughs> yes, it will be your room so here's the thing like even like when i used to do conferences sometimes you get like so many so much information I would purposely like schedule an extra day at the resort or at where the conference was being held at to take some of the things that I thought I want to implement before I ended up talking to my team. So I had a whole day of like massage by the pool, you nice. know, and, like working on things so that I know because once I like land, uh, you know, where I'm supposed to land for work and stuff, it's like go time. all the calls are coming in, you know, all your team wants to talk to you. So I just always have made it a purpose that anything, any big like mastermind, I have a day block the next day for like, what do I want to implement? And like, what did I learn from this? Mm -hmm. Instead of like sticking that book on the shelf and collecting dust, because I know we're all guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just me. <laughs> no, we all do it. Yeah, we all do it. Uh, so Raquel, I have a random round of question. Um, okay, so you have two boys and you discovered that they play basketball? Right, that they, and then you like are nurturing that. So I have a girl and a boy, seven, my boy is seven and my girl is 10, no, turning 10. I don't know what they like yet. <laughs> I don't know, like they have different things. So how did you, um, how did you realize that it was basketball? So I would say expose them first of all to everything. Mm -hmm. expose them to everything and be okay with whatever they like. So if Bryce liked to play the violin, like we were going to be okay with that. And I, and my husband, who's very masculine, we just had to have that conversation going that, Hey, I know you come from the sports world and so do I, but we have to be okay if they want to be an artist or if they want to be a pianist and, you know, we've got to fuel their passion because so many times you hear, and I've been in, in some of these rooms where their parents had forced them to do certain things. And then in the end, you know, it wasn't what they wanted to do. And it, you know, they actually had to do inner work on all of that, or it stopped them from really pursuing what they wanted to do because they were so afraid of what their parents were going to think. So I would say expose them to everything. That's what we did. I mean, whether it was soccer, whether it was whatever. And then we found that whatever they like, you just knew because you never had to ask them like, hey, get ready, go to practice mm. because it just fueled their passion. Now, did we create discipline within it? Yeah. So there was a lot of things in, I think, that sports teaches you, um, especially my kids. I mean, we've dealt with racism, right? Being like not a black person and my kids being the only like non-black person on teams. We've had to deal with that. We've had to deal with, you know, other like ethnicities coming into our house. We treat everybody the same. So we, and like the whole Black Lives Matter, we had to go through all of that because they were getting 
you know, pinged on social media and my kids had to ask me like, should I share this? Because these are my brothers, right? They never saw yeah. color. So this whole thing had happened. And mm -hmm. I said, you say it and you say Brayden or Donovan like tagged you and that's my brother and I'm sharing this, right? So like, because it, there were things that they were afraid of saying like, I don't want people thinking that I'm black, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would say that like, I think sports definitely teaches you a lot. We've had to go through a lot. And I feel that, you know, the more that you deal with adversity the, and the earlier you deal with mm -hmm. adversity, the thicker skin that you have. And I think it's preparing them for what's next. Right. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. Thank you for Thank helping everyone. I'm like just trying to like, learn and see what other parents are doing because it is hard especially right now too when they don't do anything <laughs> they can't do anything right now yeah expose them to everything and and then you'll you'll start to wonder going gosh i wish they played this they were the same age the same sport because it would be so much easier because i wouldn't have to drive to one place and then <laughs> all across the town i mean there's days where i have you know seven games in a day all over the valley, oh right? Because they're <laughs> multiple teams, you know, they're playing grades up and yeah. And it, it, so that's where I say, sometimes you wish that they were like closer in age and they play on the same team. <laughs> Thank you, Raquel. So it's keep awesome. that in mind when you expose them to everything. <laughs> I, will, I will, I'll text you. Funny story about exposing them to sports because that's what my dad did to me. And I guess I was his oldest daughter and I was a girl so he did that I mean I guess that was his mindset that if I got into a sport then I would not be distracted by mm -hmm. negative things during that you know growing up as a teenager or whatever so I know like he put me in swimming karate you know just not contact sports but those are the ones that I loved <laughs> you know basketball soccer but then tennis became the one um but yeah, that's so amazing how you share that with, with parents because it is a challenge right now. Um, having COVID and not being able to um, really do contact sport because I know here in the Philippines, still not allowed to have basketball um, except for the professionals because they're in a bubble. So yeah, it's good that your, your kids are able to still train because now it's like trainees online. Um, so that's a challenge that we're, we're having, but lucky yeah. enough, you know, the kids have a facility here, but for everybody else, like kudos to all the parents who are trying to balance. I mean, yeah, um, Rose, you're doing a great job. Don't worry. You're teaching the business. Right now on her own. It's Friday night. Exactly. But you know what it reminds me of, I don't know if you guys saw this yet, but uh, Tiger Woods has a, a documentary on I don't know, HBO or something. I don't know what it is. But uh, my husband was watching. I was like, man, the dad is like cutthroat. Like, <laughs> I'm like, my kids are way behind. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that. No, 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 no they are not. And remember, Harrison is a thief of joy. Yes, yes. <laughs> and don't compare your first chapter with the 10th chapter. I remember that too, Raquel. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, if I looked at all the other parents, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure. I'm exposing my kids to more COVID, you know? <laughs> it, 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 like, find what fits for you. And I think this is why a lot of people are coming to Arizona is because there's some things that are still open. But, you know, their trainings are just one-on-one. -on -one. There is protocols. There is, 
very strict things. And we do know the risk that we are taking by having them still in tournaments today. Amazing. I learned so much. I'm in like speechless mode right now. But um, Raquel, thank you for joining us. Um, like I said earlier in the intro, I do learn a lot from this show with Jenna Rose. You know, it's such a privilege to be part of uh, this collaboration. And you're right. You know, you have to keep networking and that's learning from others also and how you guys can um, uplift each other. So please, Raquel, let everybody know where they can reach you, where they can find your work so that um, you know, we can learn more from you. Yeah, I spend most of my time on Instagram today and Clubhouse. I'm still trying to figure oh. out if that is a direction. <laughs> so find me on Clubhouse, find me on Instagram. It's Raquel Q. And I'd love to connect with you. If you've got questions, send me a DM. I answer mm -hmm. all my DMs. I don't have a team that answers them. So definitely send me a DM. Awesome. Yay. So thank you everyone on Facebook on Kumu. There's so many people here. I just want to give a shout out. Of course, our ever supportive Roma uh, Romeo. Hi, Romeo. Thank you for always supporting your beautiful wife and in her purpose. Shaina, she said, that's my mentor. Shaina, yeah. she's here watching and uh, oh, Rosalind. <laughs> so thank you guys and everybody on Kumu. We see you. And um, ladies, do you have anything else to share with Raquel before we say see you later to her? No, we're always here for you, Raquel. So if you need anything, we're here to support you. Um, whatever you know, you put out there, let us know and we'll do what we can. Oh, likewise. Goes both ways. Thank you so yes. much. Thank you so much for having me. We're learning so much from your posts, by the way. <laughs> So great to be um, connected with you. And again, thank you so much, Raquel. Jen and Rose, this was an amazing episode. Um, learned so much. My gosh, so many, so many takeaways. I mean, for me, I think what stood out is the, the what I posted here is your joy zone is important. Are we, Did I, we lose you, my I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I was saying earlier that I, my takeaway from Raquel was the joy, joy zone. You know, I think it's really important as women and, and moms and business owners, you know, um, we, we wear so many hats. So we have to always remember what makes us happy. Why do we do what we do? Right. She's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So, guys, tune in in our next episode because we have another amazing guest for you next week. Thank you again for tuning in 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 Her Purpose Show. See you later. Bye, guys. Ready or not, here I come. Never late when the night is young. Always late when the morning comes. Let's go. We'll figure it out. We should hit the hot spot. Got no time to hit stop. Can you meet me outside?